You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Kevin Wilson is our first guest today. He is CEO of Mosquito Joe. Before we get to Kevin, let's let you know that this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertising sponsors, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, CEOs running middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, my name is Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Our Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. And on podcasts, if you'd like to start getting our radio show, which does air three times a week, find your favorite podcasting software, type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll get the show. And through RSS technology, you can get our show multiple times each week. All right, let's turn our attention to our first guest, Kevin Wilson, CEO of Mosquito Joe. Kevin, welcome to the program. Rick, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Let's start talking. I understand uh, a little bit about your firm, and I appreciate you being on our guest here and being willing to be first when we had you scheduled for second. So those loyal listeners who listen live and were expecting to hear our first interview, don't worry, Vic will be with us uh, later on in the show. Tell me a little bit about Mosquito Joe. Sure. We are a, uh, we are a company that comes to the home, and we provide a, a service to the owners that it's effectively it's a barrier spray. We, we, we go around the home. Uh, the circumference of the home provide a service that uh, knocks down mosquitoes, ticks, fleas, and um, you know our goal is to make outside fun again, and that's what we do for uh, communities around the Kevin Wynn is our guest. He's CEO of Mosquito Joe on the East Coast. Our show broadcasts from Orange County, California, across the country, if not around the world. But for those listeners that are here in Orange County or maybe in Southern California, Tell us a little bit about your professional background, kind of your path to Mosquito Joe. Yeah, my, my background started, my career started with Bain & Company. I started off as a consultant uh, working in uh, both the Toronto office and then down in the Dallas office. And uh, it was, and then from there I started my first company, which was called Benny's Bagels. We were a, uh, a franchisor of retail bagels, eateries located out the state of Texas. And, uh, and from there uh, was in various operational roles, uh, in the airline industry, and then got into private equity. And in private equity is where I began to invest in different companies in the franchise space. And so I, uh, I continued in, uh, in, in franchising, and then, uh, then the opportunity came up with Mosquito Joe, and I left private equity to get back into an operating role and, uh, and grow, uh, grow this business across the country. So my producer put the tease line for me that was to read that I didn't get a chance to read for the show. I think it's a good time to read it now since you've introduced kind of the business model. And she wrote, are you tired of those pesky mosquitoes? Kevin Wilson, CEO of the franchise Mosquito Joe is going to talk to us today about how you're expanding into the Orange County area due to the rising numbers of West Nile virus cases in Southern California. Can you talk a little bit more about that for Orange County and Southern California residents? 
I sure can. So you know, West Nile virus is a, uh, is a terrible disease. It's transmitted by mosquitoes, um, and it is, it's something that, that is preventable. Um, and uh, one of the benefits of our, our uh, of service that we provide, we, don't, we never our service on the fear of getting Nile. It is it, it, an added benefit. Uh, really try to do outside again, but Nile and Lyme disease and other, other, other viruses that are transmitted through mosquitoes and ticks are something you can't ignore. Some years are worse than others. This particular year, um, California has had the, um, the most number of incidents of West Nile virus in the country. You know, they're usually one of the top three, and this year they're number one. So it's something that is it's a bad outcome for people that get infected with West Nile, and, uh, and California has seen a lot of that this year. That's interesting. I, I did not know that. That's a teachable moment, a learning opportunity here on Critical Mass Radio Show that um, I guess we have the dubious distinction of being number one in the nation for West Nile cases here in the past year. How does your business model work relative to the franchising opportunity? T- t- take us a little bit through. You've obviously done a franchising business before. You had Benny's Bagels. But what is, what is the general model of Mosquito Joe? So what we've done is we've created what is what on one hand very simple, throwing a backpack sprayer on and spraying the circumference of the home, the leaves, the chemicals adhere to the leaf. What we've done is we've wrapped this around a business model, which includes significant operational support as well as market support. And so the first thing that people recognize about our company is, is the branding of the company. We have that the branding is uh, is contrasted with bright yellow trucks uh, with uh, with with green uh, with a green logo that really bounces and the the motto of the company is we our goal is to make outside fun again and so we use a lot of humor in our marketing uh, you'll see people will see direct mail pieces from us such as haven't seen you outside in a while and you decide not to call us use this card for swatting. Things that make it memorable uh-huh. so that people will want to call us when they feel that point of pain. And so what we've done with, for our franchisees is created this opportunity where they get something that is good for themselves, good for the community, and, uh, and make a good business out of it. And, uh, and, and I think that's what we've done, and we've done that now. Um, next year, this year we had patients open, and next year we'll have over 100 of them. We're talking with Kevin Wilson. He is CEO and the founder of Mosquito Joe. You know, I'm not the founder. Okay. It was it was originally by four individuals in uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. They approached me about how to best grow the opportunity. None of them had franchising experience. I had a lot of franchising experience, and I just felt like it was one of the more compelling opportunities I've seen in my career, which really was what caused me to leave what I was doing, raise the money that we needed to get this started. And we hired a team of uh, executives with about 90 years of experience in franchising. So a very seasoned group of people, and uh, we put together, I think, a business model that's probably one of the one of the best opportunities out there now for this size of investment. Our total investment to get started is $75,000. I think it's one of the best, you know, value bang for the buck value, whatever you want to call it, that you'll see in the franchise industry and space right now. That's excellent, and um, I'm a big fan of franchising as a business model for entrepreneurs. Many guests that listen to our radio show are current business owners, CEOs, and top executives of middle market firms. A number of them I know for a fact. Also, executives who are still working in larger companies who have that entrepreneurial itch and looking for a business model that might make sense for them to give up the security corporate world for being an entrepreneur. So 
Made Mosquito Joe's is that franchise opportunity for you. We're going to talk more about the business model, and I'm going to ask your guiding principle, Kevin, when we get back here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. I'm speaking with Akash Patel, Vice President, Commercial Loan Officer for Commercial Bank of California. Akash, if you could share with our audience a little bit about Commercial Bank of California's experience with small business administration loans. Yes, absolutely. Commercial Bank of California, we have an expertise in SBA lending. Uh, we obtained a preferred lending designation with the SBA in a very short period of time, starting in 2013. This has allowed us to streamline the application and approval process for SBA applicants. Our lending team offers experience to help customers understand the SBA process, remove any myths about the paperwork in the application process, since we've obtained our PLP status, we've already been very successful in helping numerous customers obtain building financing, debt refinancing, working capital growth, equipment financing. If you're a young Southern California business looking to prudently take your company to the next level, contact any of our exceptional lenders at Commercial Bank of California. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714 431 7,000, or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive, thrive, for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technology to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communication technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Kevin Wilson, CEO of Mosquito Joe, is our guest online. We're talking about his business model, franchising opportunity. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 
30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market companies' websites whose CEO were past guests here on the radio program, and the companies have put the interview on their website, as well as various podcasting services. All right, Kevin, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to think about and share with our audience your guiding principle. Here at Critical Mass Radio Show, what we mean by your guiding principle is, of all the things you've learned in your career, have you developed kind of an overarching philosophy for how you're choosing to lead and grow Mosquito Joe? That's a great question, Rick, and uh, it, it is something that, uh, that that I've developed. I've been in business for 25 years. I guess the the number one thing that uh, that I work on every day is, is really to work on hiring the best people and uh, and finding a way so that they can be uh, they can thrive in the environment where we have and uh, and feel like uh, they're challenged and they want to stay. I mean that that to me is the most important thing. And you know when we started when we started Mosquito Joe. Our goal was to go out, find experienced people, challenge them, and the experienced people is important because we, we don't want to make mistakes starting out. It, collectively, we've all made mistakes in the past. We don't want to make those same mistakes. So hire a great team, um, challenge them, and um, and that was the, uh, and that, and that's what we did. And and we and, and then the second part of that was understanding and franchising. And this is unique to franchising, but a franchisor only succeeds if franchisees succeed and that to us was was critical and so we've developed what we call a franchisee centric culture within our organization and it's something that you know we work on every day to make good decisions um, that really benefit the franchisees to help them succeed i'm talking with kevin wilson he is ceo of mosquito joe and we're, he just shared his guiding principle with us i guess i'd like to ask you a follow-up question you used the term challenge or yeah challenge them a couple times in that and and i'm curious from your perspective kevin what do you mean by that a challenge a challenge for me is is, is is setting goals a little bit higher than what people may set for themselves and then supporting them to reach those goals so they're able to achieve something greater, higher than they thought they could on their own. And they feel good about that. And if you can create an environment like that that you're always challenging, then I, I think I think the worst thing you can do is just get people into a job, make them comfortable. That's something that uh, a lot of organizations do. That's not something we do. I think we always want to just strive for something more than what we have. I think, that's, I think that gives us a reason to come to work every day. It's a reason to work. To, uh, to, to, uh, to push our franchisees forward and make them successful. So that's what we try to do. We, just, we challenge them through setting goals higher than what uh, they otherwise may set for themselves. Excellent. And you also use the term franchise-centric culture. Expand on that a little bit, please. Yeah, so I, you know, over the years of being in franchising, what, where I have seen franchisors get into trouble is they either uh, promote their interests above those interests of the franchisees or the other way is they don't take care of themselves, and what they try to do is, 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 is do everything for the franchisee. What we've tried to do is create a, a really good balance. So we went out, we raised a lot of money. The company will lose money in the first couple of years, but we have enough capital, and it was part of the plan so that we hired great people to support those franchisees in the field. And so what we've tried to do is create a great balance, 
so that if our franchisees are successful with all the support that we're given, which is the people we hire, the systems we've invested in, the branding that we've invested in, they're going to be they're going to be successful. Over time, we're going to be successful as well, and 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 that's important. And you know, I've just seen too many instances where people put off the short-term gain. As an example, our franchise fee, the one-time upfront fee that we charge is the lowest in the industry. Our belief is that what we want is we want our franchisees to take the money that they would have otherwise spent on a higher franchisee and put that into the marketing program that will help make their franchise successful. It's very different, it's novel, it's unusual, but it's working very well for us and our franchisees appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about buying a franchise when you're starting a business because I said in the first segment that a number of our listeners either live or through iTunes and Stitcher who listen as a podcast still executives working in I call it corporal but you know I mean they're not owning their own business and running it and I think franchising is an attractive alternative for them leaving that environment and becoming a, a straight up entrepreneur so from your experience when starting a business why should an, an executive start with a franchise rather than a traditional kind of solopreneur business? Wh- what are the benefits, not just of a, of a Mosquito Joe franchise, but you've done this more than once, of being a part of a franchise system? Yeah. And, and before I answer that, Rick, let me just make one thing clear. The system we've set up works for people that do leave and become owner officers of theirs, but it also works for um, what's known in the industry as a semi-absentee, somebody that wants to keep their day job but hire somebody, work closely with them in hours after work on the weekend. And so our model is designed for both, and it works well for both, and we have both in our system. Thank you for um, clarifying. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I, I support it. But I, when people are looking at a franchise, the first thing the first thing they have to – I mean, what I believe about franchising is a good franchisor reduces the risk to a franchisee, and in doing that increases the likelihood of success. Um, when you get to – um, when you get to thinking then, well, how, what increases the likelihood of success? I think the hardest thing for a new business to get started is how do I get customers? Where do the customers come from? Exactly. And in our case, what we've done is we've developed a marketing, a marketing model to help recruit those customers. Our goal is to get the phone to ring for the customers. We handle the most significant part of their marketing program. We handle that for them. And they're still expected to do a lot of things at the local level, but we handle a lot of that for them. To me, that would be the number one thing to look for, whether it's us or somebody else, which is look at the company, look at the branding of the company, look at what that branding means to you, and then how have they demonstrated the ability to consistently consistently recruit, help you recruit customers to make your business successful. It is the number one thing that any new business needs, and more than stationery and a website and pens, it's a client. And until you have that, you're really not a business, are you? You're, you're, you're not a business. And I can tell you also in franchising, one of the things that I've learned, and we've, we've taken care of this with the way we've designed our program, is when people, when people get into business, new people get into business for the first time on their own, they get nervous. They get very nervous. And the first thing they think about is, how do I save money? And so the first thing that gets cut is the thing that they don't understand, and people don't understand marketing. And so you get yourself into a doom loop where you spend less, and then you're all of a sudden you're not able to recruit customers because you're not spending money to recruit the customers. And it's this vicious cycle, and people end up failing early on. We take in the exact opposite approach. 
we've said there is a very prescribed marketing program. We will handle it for you. We know it works, and you're required to do this, and it is not an option, and you have to do it, and over time, you're going to see that this was the right decision. It's working, and it's working for our franchisees right now. Our program that we use, they love the program, and it works well. That's where a lot of franchisors fail is they don't make it a requirement. And they just say, oh, you just you don't worry about that. And the reason they don't make it a requirement is because they want to um, position themselves as a lower investment. Or, mm-hmm. they, or, or, or they haven't figured it out themselves. And that's the scary part. They haven't figured out how to consistently recruit customers for their franchisees. Right. And that is a part of the attraction for an entrepreneur or for a new business owner, let's say, to uh, go with a franchise model that has a proven system that if they're comfortable with the people and the product and the service offering, then it makes great sense to Absolutely, go with the yeah. franchise over going it alone. So we only have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show today, and my guest is Kevin Wilson, who is CEO of Mosquito Joe's. So tell me about your growth plans. Uh, you're, you're talking here in Southern California. We talked earlier in the program about the opportunity to continue to expand here on the West Coast. But what are your plans for Mosquito Joe? So we have the, the, the plan for one was to get a nationwide network of independently owned franchise and really become the number one national brand in our segment of, of, of control. There, there is no national brand now in our space. Um, and so that, that's our goal. Our guiding principle is we're going to make outside fun against the mission. That's the passion that we have that we believe and our franchisees believe in. But the goal is to find a recruit, 150, 200 really solid individuals that can open up 400 to 500 territories across the country and make Mosquito Joe a household name. And we believe we, we we're on our way to doing it. We had 40 open this year. Uh, our plan for it here is somewhere between 100 and 110 locations open next year. So you'll be well on your way to your goal of 150 to 200. Over, over time. Our, our goal is to ultimately have four territories open, and we think either in the three years. That's exciting. And I'm curious, to, and I wish I had a little more time with you, but I can't because I'm against the clock, so I'd like to okay. understand your segment more and wh- what the regional players like, and maybe uh, next year in 2015, if you're gracious enough and interested, maybe we can have you back on, give us an update on the milestones, and also I'd like to peel apart a little bit more to understand your market segment as well, if you're open to doing that. I would love to do that, Rick, and I've enjoyed being on your show this evening. All right, Kevin Wilson, CEO of Mosquito Joe, thank you for being a guest on our show. If someone wants to learn about your brand, how find you online? They can either visit us at MosquitoJoe.com or MosquitoJoeFranchise.com. Have a good evening, my friend, and I appreciate you being a friend of the program. It's been an illuminating and interesting interview, and I wish you nothing but continued success, Kevin. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, all of us. All of us. Take care. All right. Have a good day. All right, ladies, we're going to take a second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and then Vic Guy will be on the program as our second guest, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what engine firms charge. 
with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a script for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, as promised. Vic Guy, chairman of the board of Alliantel, is our guest. And I just want to thank and acknowledge our audience, who are mostly CEOs and business owners. Actually, 98% of our audience are CEOs, business owners, and executives. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, advertising on Critical Mass Radio Show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. If you're listening to us live, please hold off calling her for about the next 25 minutes. She's here in the studio with us, and we'd hate to distract her from this interesting interview that I'm about to conduct with Vic Guy. So, Vic, tell me a little bit about your firm. So, Richard, let me start thanking for it and uh, helping me, letting me hear my business with the audience. It's our pleasure. Uh, coming back to business, so uh, I manage a company called Aliantel. Uh, we are engaged, primarily engaged in network construction. Okay. Which means we build uh, cell sites. In right. simple words, we build cell site towers, stuff that makes your cell phones work. Business could be broken down into three main categories. Uh, one is service and repair just making sure that your signal is transmitted from one cell site to another without a problem. Right. It's all preventive maintenance, making sure no, no weeds growing in on the cell site, everything is working great. The second and a little more complex category is modifications. 
this is how we ensure that uh, the cell site has the latest technology. As you know, our industry is going from 3G to 4G to LTE, you name it. It never yeah. stops. Yeah, it seems to be uh, every year they come with a new aircraft. Right. And, and, well, it's good because it means more work for us. Okay. Uh, so that's the second part, and the, and the last but the greatest part of the business is new site constructions. Okay. Uh, they call it sites, but these simply are these puny little trees or, you know, <laughs> thickly looking trees that are constructed on the side of the roads. Yes. Believe it or not, they are receiving your signal, sending it to your loved ones, and making sure that you stay in touch with your family. How long have you been in this space? Uh, I've only been in this space for four years. Okay. But my background is telecom. I've been in telecom industry for about 20 years now. I used to run and operate cell phone stores. Okay. Big guy. He's chairman of the board of Alliantel. So that space, the putting in cell towers, mm -hmm. to me sounds like it has been a very hot relative to the increasing demand for cellular service here. In, in Southern California and in North America? Well, it is, uh, and uh, there are a few reasons why. In fact, uh, it's good that you asked me. Here's what's going on with that industry. In the last, uh, for the past few years, ever since Apple launched its first smartphone, and then every, every other manufacturer will suit. Thank you, Consum Mr. Jobs. Yeah, yeah. Consumers are using more and more uh, right. uh, apps, social media, uh, all these productivity apps, buying stocks, trading stocks. Uh, that means your phone is connected to the Internet 24-7. People are probably listening to our interview right now on their smartphones. Yeah, real possibility. But, uh, but that also const constrains and constricts the network. For a layman, the more you use it, the smaller the network grows. Mm. In other words, if the network has a 25-mile spread and 100 users, the minute you go to 500 users, the spread is five miles. So okay. that being said, there's a mad race to catch up to the demand of users. Right. Right. And uh, seems like tele companies are losing that race. The more they work, the more the demand <laughs> grows. <laughs> I'll bet that's how they feel too. <laughs> that's how they the feel. more they spend, yeah, the, the more the unhappy market. their customers are, right? Because yeah. the cell services yeah. there. And, <laughs> and to make that's matters funny. worse, uh, the regulatory hurdles are getting worse and worse. Right. Cities don't want it. Right. right? Uh, there's downward pricing pressure. Consumers want to pay less, okay. but they want more for their money. Okay. That means they have less profits to invest in this structure, in the infrastructure. Uh, in your area, which yeah. is the, I understand the repair, yeah. but uh, the installation of the cell towers, is that, is that a fragmented space? Is, is, are, there, are there a lot of small and medium-sized companies? Or is, there a, is there a large firm that dominates it and others kind of fight for share below them? Tell me a little bit about how that sets up. Well, uh, so that space is... Uh, so there are, there are really two aspects to this space. Uh, one is very large multinational companies that construct those towers. Okay. Those, those could be viewed as multi-million dollar projects where, where it takes uh, erecting a 400 or a 600 foot tower in the middle of nowhere that has uh, about 15, 20 cell sites on top of it. Okay. And is sending and has a huge range. So that range is mostly uh, dominated by large companies. Uh, where we come into play is smaller uh, poles. Okay. Uh, could you can say a rooftop construction? Okay. Uh, more of an urban. Urban, yeah. More of an urban need, and also given the spread of uh, uh, cities, it's very difficult to have one tower 
you know, fulfill the need of millions of users. So well, they need a little bit, uh, they need these little towers. And I'm sorry, but yeah. as I understood what you said, too, a tower that could serve a certain distance, five miles yeah. for n number of users, yeah. when you multiply that, all of a sudden now its reach is shorter, which means you need to put another tower in there then, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So who figures that out? You? Okay. Don't figure that okay. out. Luckily, we are not subject to, to that need, but uh, the carriers do. The, the carriers, carriers do. figure that out. Okay. Uh, but one tower yeah. serves one carrier. Uh, or does one tower serve the major carriers so that we know of? There is a co-sharing mandate now. Okay. If AT&T erects a tower, it cannot refuse Verizon to add their their cell site to the tower. <laughs> they can charge rent, but they right. have to allow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is like yeah. the Wild West in some <laughs> ways, huh? It this is. cellular industry is still entrepreneurs have in a way, isn't it, though? Because there's so there's so many business models that you, and opportunities that you can create businesses it, in. It is. It is entrepreneurs' heaven. Plus, it's uh, it's growing and it's converging at a very rapid pace. Right. Before you know it, uh, television, uh, advertising, uh, computers, with the advent of tablets. Right. It's just creating this smart- new growth area. This smartphone is a predator, right? How many How many other devices has it taken out whether it be the camera or yeah, recorder. I, I mean, just name them. They're all on the phone now. A lot more. I mean, uh, it's taken out your watch. Yes. Right? Right. I mean, Pedometers. Yeah. I mean, I just, we, just, we can sit here and just yeah. go back and forth, play uh, yeah. brainstorm how many things are inside of a phone yeah, now. It is. And, and it, very soon it's going to take, take out your credit card. Right. Yeah. And then money. And the right. money, money's gone. It's yeah. crazy. All right. Yeah. We're, we're speaking with Vic Guy. He is chairman of the board of Alliantel, and I've enjoyed this interview so far. We've got about a minute left before, uh, yeah, my producer just, or my engineer just held me, held me up a sign and said, to, uh, you know, cell service has taken out of terrestrial radio, right? Like I said earlier, people are listening to this interview today on smartphones. They don't need a radio in their car. They can, they can do Bluetooth listen to this interview while they're driving to work or home or something. Yeah, and I'm thankful to people using the smartphones because that means more business for hey, me. Go, <laughs> Yeah, that younger generation. Thank you very much. You're a smart entrepreneur. You got in this space four years ago, you said, right? Yeah. Wow. Did you see... we got 30 seconds. Okay. Did you see something in this space that said, that's where I'm going to go next? No. Uh, it was just a matter of uh, diversification from our core retail business. Okay. Into anything else. Uh, wanted to stick in telecom. Okay. Saw, saw a lot of people growing in this industry. Jumped into it. Didn't know anything. Wow. Learned it the hard way. Wow. Well, I'm here. Lear, it's yeah. amazing. That is, that is American entrepreneurship, right? I mean, Absolutely. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that the, the previous business model probably had, had lived out its usefulness for you as an entrepreneur. I would think that that's a challenging business model compared to what you're doing now. So you saw another place to go. Am I putting words in your mouth? No, actually, I kept other business. Just oh, you wanted did. to diversify okay. into another business. Okay, so you're just looking for, for the next opportunity in the space. Absolutely. Great. Uh, Vic Guy is our guest, and we're going to take our second, our third sorry, and final commercial break. When we come back, we've got a lot more questions to get to, so don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Vic Guy after these words from our commercial sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives at fast growth, middle market, and large companies. One of the nation's largest publishers of local print journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. S&H Rubber, a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. 
If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. With many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the S&H brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let S&H be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's on, you cheer them. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Uh, you're listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi, Vic Guy, futurist. No, I'm just kidding, because he was telling us about the future here on the, uh, in the studio between commercials, but uh, it's very interesting. He's actually chairman uh, of the board of Alliantel, is our focus guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, Literally hunts of middle market companies' websites whose CEOs have been guests on a radio show, and then they put the player on their show so that people can hear the interview, as well as other podcasting services. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi. Our Twitter handle is CEO Peer Group, and you can find us on your favorite podcasting software by typing in Critical Mass Radio Show. All right, Vic, let, let's talk a little bit about how you assess the needs of your clients. I know. You and your firm pride yourself on listening to your clients' goals and providing quality of service at competitive prices. Tell me a little bit about how you assess the needs of your clients. So let me, that, uh, let me answer that question in two parts. When I got into this business, uh, we were trying to do everything. We were trying to create scale. Guess what? We realized very quickly that we created nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were not funny. finishing projects on time. We were not pro- providing the quality they needed. Really? We were not making money. Is that uh, one of those, uh, you know, the brainwave said, in, hey, what are we good at? Okay. And we realized we're only good at sell-side related work. And if we focus on that, we can make more money, do more work, because we won't make mistakes. We already understand the business. Interesting. And, uh, and we'll make money. And like I told you, the industry has a huge demand, and there's, uh, there's a dearth of... Uh, uh, construction provi- service providers or whoever you want to call it, there's not enough people who can build these sites uh, fast enough. What we really do focus on is what we can provide for a customer, which is just on-time delivery mm-hmm. and, uh, and only related to cell site space. And uh, so far, haven't really had the need to go out and market ourselves. Really? People find us and are and our only distinguished factor is simple on-time delivery. We do it by focusing greatly on safety. We just make sure that our people are well trained. Mm-hmm. When they climb the tower, they don't fall and get and shut down the project because if that happens, the project is done. 
Right. Uh, it's millions of dollars in damages to our, to our customers. We just focus. It's more, more of an inward focus, making sure our middle is performing well. Mm-hmm. They're getting better by the day. Android on-time on-time delivery of sites. It's interesting yeah. how successful, successful entrepreneurs such as yourself, you mm-hmm. can do one business model, you make that work, you try a different business industry, mm-hmm. same sector, same industry, different sector, you kind of have to figure out, okay, what works in this model, then Absolutely. once you find it, you leverage it, right? Absolutely. It's your core strength, you can leverage nothing else. Right. And, uh, and uh, so far, we just, get, we just work with the customers uh-huh. who can use that strength. Nothing else. All right. We're talking with Vic Guy. He is chairman of the board of Alliantel. You know, I'd, I'd like to ask you about some of the core values of mm-hmm. the firm. Uh, maybe the similar core values to other uh, um, enterprises that mm-hmm. you started and run, but share with us the value system that you've built at your firm. So, like I was saying, uh, typically uh, this is, uh, it may not sound right, but our value system is, you can say, integrity. It's integrity to our customers. We just make sure that we do not overpromise and underdeliver. We we have very clear and very precise conversations with them. We tell them what we can do, what we can do. Is the safety of employees because we are in a we are in an environment where one accident it would be the last accident. Hmm. At uh, you're working 50 to 60 feet above surface level. Not for me. Yeah, and uh, any accident is is largely fatal. Okay. Or you're done for life. What's your yeah. service area? Uh, the entire Southern California. So you're sur- what a good geography yeah. to have, I would think. I mean, you have <laughs> made pet- metropolitan centers up and yeah. down. That it's a very good geography. <laughs> Look at him. It's smiling. one of the largest markets. <laughs> you should watch our YouTube yeah. video of this yeah. part of the interview, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, very happy. <laughs> so, so going back to it, it's just, uh, it's just staying uh, or keeping staying focused. Just be good at what you do. Right. And keep it simple. That's a teachable yeah. moment for entrepreneur yeah. in any industry, any yeah. segment, any space, right? It is. It definitely is. Find your secret, secret sauce, what you guys do well, and, and do stick. it. Do more of it. Stick to it. Just keep on getting better at it. Right, because yeah. you can prove. Because somebody else yeah. will t- come in and take yeah. you out on what you yeah. think you did well. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're talking with Vic Guy. He's our featured guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and I'm your host. So let's talk about... Your guiding principle. What I mean by that, and I ask many of our guests here on the radio program, of all the things that in your entrepreneurial experience that you've learned and lessons that you've brought with you, uh, what is your philosophy for how you're leading and growing your current firm? We call it your guiding principle, Vic. That's a loaded question. And uh, if I was to say one thing, uh, never, never rely on success. Every day brings a new challenge. And the only way you can stay successful or stay ahead of the curve is by working hard. No matter what you do, it's going to be obsolete tomorrow. Uh, if you're not prepared for it, you're done. I've probably asked that question 400 times. I don't know. I'm pulling that out of there, but I certainly it's not less than 300, 400 times. I've not heard that version of a guiding principle yet, to not rest on your past successes, which yeah. is why we continue to ask this question on the radio program, because you guys, you guess you always surprise me with the insider idea. Did, did you learn that from a lesson in your life where you did that, or did you observe others who maybe were doing that? How did you come to this view? Learn that the hard way. <laughs> okay. I learned that the hard way. I got into a business uh, which was growing at a, at a very rapid pace. Uh, uh, I thought I was doing great, but it was the business that lifted me. Rising tide lifts all boats. So I knew it, um, built a modest business. Okay. And 
and thought I was invincible. Nothing could touch me. And comes the recession of 2007, 2008. And uh, it's just toppled like a set of dominoes. So what followed was a very painful reconstruction. Right. And realization, hey, had you been more aware, had you been more humble, had you kept low to the ground, you would have seen it coming. And you know what? We'll never forget that lesson. Uh, and never, ever forget that lesson. And neither should our audience, right? That's yeah. part. We believe in, if you're learning here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Vic, that your experiences transfer other entrepreneurs if they have the opportunity to learn from you. That's mm-hmm. why we have these interviews and ask these type of questions, because there are other entrepreneurs who maybe haven't had that big fall yet. I always worry when I talk to a younger entrepreneur who everything they've taught has worked for them, because I think, man, you need to fail somewhere before you go, before you have too many chips on the table. You would, and adversity is the only thing that ever teaches you anything in life. Success really doesn't teach you much. Right. But it's fun, isn't it? It is fun. (laughs) (laughs) I can look back at it and say it was fun, but it wasn't fun. Yeah, but that (laughs) is fun, right? Right now is fun. Right now it's a lot of fun. This year is good. The industry is hot. And what's the growth growth plans for Alliantel? Where are you taking this business, Faye? So, uh, obviously, like any other business, we want to grow, but we are, uh, having been there in the past, we're very careful about our growth prospects. To grow, to grow this business, you need to hire. And unfortunately, the, the training is very slow. Mm-hmm. It takes about six to eight months to train a, train a person to climb towers, to perform the required work, and to meet the quality standards. So, obviously, uh, our growth is out. It will take ages. Uh, just looking for the right... Uh, right fit a business that has the same values as ours so culturally it's not a big challenge to integrate the two right and uh, the minute we find it we'll jump on it and uh, hopefully we'll meet our goals in the next couple of years but uh, but besides that uh, we are we're always interested in adding something new to our business maybe maybe another service uh, laying down fiber uh, mm. You know, or adding T once this, so that's all. Always the next part, or a small, small addition to our business. So it sounds like you're looking for acquisition targets potentially to help you grow in your target market. Is that yes? That's that, the most logical. That's the most logical growth. Okay. Are you looking to move outside of Southern California geography? I mean. I don't no, know why you no, would, right? No, there's well, enough business. Out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to go to <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Nothing against <laughs> Iowa. We <laughs> beam and die. We have very good friends and loyal listeners there, yeah. but it doesn't have the population density of Southern California. That's yeah, plus there's no reason. You just make it more difficult. Right, yeah. right. If you can keep it all yeah. centralized, yes, in Southern Absolutely. California. If someone would like to learn more about your firm, how do they find you online, Vic? They can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, they can email me. And if they want to find you on LinkedIn, how would they find you on LinkedIn? Vic Guy. How do you spell Guy? G-H-A-I. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. They can email me. I, you can put my email address out if okay. need be. Okay, all right. And, uh, Do you have a website? We have a website, aliantel.net. Okay. They can find me on Aliantel. And that's spelled A-L-I-A-N-T-E-L. Aliantel.net. Aliantel.net. Okay. And if you want his email, we'll put it in the uh, podcast and the sure. uh, information that's in the podcast. You can mm-hmm. just, if you're listening to us live, that's where you'll find it. If you're listening to us a podcast, just look at the player. <laughs> it's already there, right? Time's yeah. already passed. Hey, this is fun. The time is goodbye. Nothing but continued success. And maybe we'll have you back if you're open to it in the future and we can talk more about your industry and where, what you're doing next. Thanks, Rick. All right, Vic Guy, you are chairman of the board of Aliantel. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of the critical mass community. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, 
Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH, Success Strategies, Tone Software, UPF Protection. I need to thank the entire team that helped make this possible. Paul Roberts, Crystal Nunley, Amanda Pointer, Kathleen Shepard, Asia Celestino, Melissa Padanti, Rose Chamorro, and Rick Franzi. Like I said, if you want to reach me on LinkedIn, it's Richard Franzi. CEO Peer Groups is our Twitter handle. And on podcasting software, we're Critical Mass Radio Show. Our website is criticalmass4business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your businesses will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 